Blog Talk Radio. to the Think Life Show 2. I'm your host, Professor Williams, with our co-hosts, our minister, Felicia Scott, and our oh-so-opulent, Shannon Grace Chappelle. Join us each week as we refresh, as we get to it, get through it, get with the things that we need to do in this post-COVID era. It's so much excitement going on. It's a lot going on, but it's okay. We will get through it. And listen, don't hesitate to pass through to the Think Life Show to we do live shows. Join us live each week. And also follow us and like us on Facebook at TTKareless2 at Facebook. Follow us and like us at Check Your Mind at Instagram. Follow us and like us at Twitter at ProfTTKareless2. Listen, whatever the situation is, You are going to make it. Don't hesitate. We love you like no other as God does. This is why we invite you to the Think Life Show too, to find more love that's for you, to find more healing, to find more truths, to find out more on how to help humankind. Humankind, we're suffering right now, but it's okay. We can get through this together. And while you're getting through it, while you're getting with it, getting to it, get join, listen, go to Amazon.com and pick up this, a phenomenal book by our co-host, our minister, Felicia Scott. Pick up the LP Collection e-book. Ah, she's in the business of inspiring others to heal and build through art. We're talking about build, building your life. We're talking about healing your life and more. Whatever you need, you will get through it. You will succeed. And our also opulent Shannon Grace Chappelle, author, spoken word artist, ah, she always brings it. I'm telling you, she is also inspirational and healing to the people. She is she has the flow. You know, uh she flows with clarity and truth things that change your life. If you want to change your life, pass through to the Think Life Show, too, with none other than yours truly, the Professor Williams. And last but not least, also, while you're at Amazon, uh, building your life with our Minister Felicia Scott's book, The LP Collection, don't hesitate to check out my ebook, God's Mind Over Our Matter. Check it out at Amazon.com by Professor P. Williams. P is in Peter. All right. This is the Think Life Show 2 coming to you live with none other than yours truly, the Professor Williams. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, good night, wherever you are. Uh, again, this is the Think Life Show 2 coming to you live with none other than the Professor Williams with our burger and fries chat tonight, extending to Juneteenth Freedom Chat. This is Freedom Month. It will always be freedom uh, happening, freedom instances of freedom in our life. We are the ones to create freedom. We are the ones to be what we want to happen. And we also have our hot spots of the show, our phenomenal, wonderful, incredible host, co-host of this show, and the only one uh, of our, on our team, the one and only, the Minister Felisa Scott and our oh-so-opulent Shannon Grace Chappelle joining us tonight. And we have them online. We have them waving their hands in the studio tonight. All right now, ladies, Freedom Chat, Freedom Ride. Hello. Hey. How are you? All right. Absolutely. We are all right tonight. 
And uh, I tell you, this is, um, we got a good one, as usual. We always got a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, we just, the decisions that's being made in the world over is, uh, I tell you, it's, it's challenging. Mm-hmm. However, we got to find out yeah. what these things mean exactly. Um, so we are just happy to be uh, together tonight. Soul Family Pass Through. For those of you who are listening to the sound of our voices tonight, pass through at, uh, we are talking about we are live tonight. If you don't want to come through, if you don't want to call in, that's okay. Listen to us at TTKLS2 at blogtalkradio.com. Also, if you want to bring something more to the table, if you want to bring bring it in our Freedom Chat tonight, call in at mm-hmm. 773-897-3981. Don't hesitate. Remember, don't be mean. Keep it clean. You understand? Because we have enough mm-hmm. of whatever ever. Um, we are just talking about how to get through, how to um, to sustain in our lives, how to, you know, how to be more free, understanding and, and nurturing that freedom. That was our last show. We talked about how to nurture freedom, what does freedom actually look like. And we've been talking about the purpose and the the impact of Juneteenth. And now here we are. Tonight we're also going to talk about Roe versus Wade, and we're going to continue the, and we're going to talk about how it ties into the effects, how it's affecting uh, people of color the world over in America. We're talking about here in America and the and the world over because you know we 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 have so many connections to other countries. But we're talking about in America, we have this thing that is wow. We we have so many different cultures and and things in in America. So. Most of the time, I have to say, even with COVID, people of color mm-hmm. have been affected mostly by everything concerning COVID. Yeah. Anytime something happens, decisions come down through legislature, um, through different leaders, it always affects people of color most. Um, so here we are. You know, this is not about pro. We're not pro anything. We're not anti anything. So listeners, be mm-hmm. aware we're not pro or anti anything. We're talking about getting understand having gaining more understanding on how it affects people of color. This decision, Roe versus Wade, and how might it also affect men's health? Um, how Juneteenth mm-hmm. has affected the 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 impact and the outcome of things that have happened in in the history of Juneteenth, how it affects our male counterparts now as we speak. We're going to talk about that as well. So, listeners, please pass through tonight. Don't hesitate. Don't be shy. Ladies, what do you say? Um, this is um, it's a delicate situation. However, we our lives are, are pretty delicate, and COVID taught us yeah. how to really, you know, gear up um, on, on the fact of the matter. Um, but now since we have the end of Roe versus Wade, it has had a huge economic has had huge economic implications for male partners, too. I've heard some testimonies from mm-hmm. male counterparts, um, in particular our mayor, uh, the mayor of Bronx, New York, talked mm-hmm. about, he said, had mm-hmm. not a girlfriend of his in his earlier uh, relationship, had she not made the decision to do so, he said that he wouldn't be where he is today. You know, some people, I, I don't know, they just got it twisted, if they had really listened to the rest of his speech, what he said, what he really mm-hmm. and what he was really saying is that, based upon the situation, things like that would happen. You know, things like that. You're talking about change, and yes, uh, for those who are pro-life and things like that. You know, this that's not what this what this show is about. We're talking about what mm-hmm. the impact is later, not just in the now, not just moving. You know, too many people live their lives epicuriously, meaning living for the moment. And mm-hmm. people of color, they can't afford to live for the moment unless they got some, mm-hmm. some support, you understand, mm-hmm. unless they got some yeah. help to live for the moment. But it just affects people of color from generation to generation so much that hearing it from our dear mayor, I was like, wow, I, I never even thought of it like that. He said, has she not made a decision like that? It, not to say that the decision made him who he was, not to say that he was, like, yeah. proud that she made it, but he was just saying that it made a difference. 
because of the circumstance. So we have mm-hmm. such, we all mm-hmm. have different circumstances. And for people who, if, if it's a life and death situ- uh, situation, like people have brain tumors mm-hmm. or people have uh, things that are happening to them and there has to be a separation and it will save the person's life, then, you know, those are instances. So this, this thing cannot just be applied to pro and, and non. You know what I mean? It has to be applied yeah. to and, again, how does it affect people of color and our male counterparts, the economy? It's really mm-hmm. had a huge, that is this interest. And at the same time, what is the, what is the substitute yeah. or what is the, the another choice? You know, uh, and again, listeners, be mindful. This is not, we're not medical. You understand? This is not pro. This is yeah. not anything else. We're talking about people of color and the impact this thing has uh, on our health, our mental health, everything. What do you say, ladies? Oh, it it is such a complicated, and I'm, I'm trying to, to, to remember what you just said. We're not, you know, tackling a pro or uh, a pro-life or, you know, uh, stance or anything like that, but I think exactly. when I heard the decision for Roe versus Wade, um, my mind went a couple different ways, and I'll share that with you. Um, I see the point, the overall point of one side of it. However, <clears throat> I'm about what do we do after? What resources do you have available for if they decide to keep, let's just say that, um, or to follow through um, with it. What resources do you have? Do you have, and it's a list of things. <clears throat> it's almost a chain reaction in a lot of ways. Um, do you have resources exactly. for child care? Do you have mm. resources for some type of uh, extra income? Do you have any type of resource for education? Do you have he- resources for health care? You know, all of the things that, and I don't want to say all people of color are struggling, because that's not true. Right. But a that's lot of true. them are. And when mm. you don't already mm. have or you, you it's hard for you to obtain those things, you know, economically for your everyday living, you know, without having a situation, then where else are you supposed to do? I think exactly. that it really is almost opening a can of worms. I, I have to say this mm. as well because I've had this discussion with Felicia when it first happened, when it first aired, uh, that the decision was made. And I had a discussion with my husband as well just to see what he thought. And um, I honestly think you're going to see a fluctuation of uh, emergency room visits. <laughs> you're going to see a fluctuation mm-hmm. of a lot of things. And that's based on the research that I have done and a lot of documentaries and things that I have seen regarding that topic where it went the exactly. other way. Um, mm-hmm. I'll share this. I remember years ago seeing a documentary about um, a long time ago before uh, you were able to, you know, pain services, you know what I mean, to get that type right. of service. Women did um, all type of things, and <clears throat> it's about losing your option and about not having a choice. And a lot of these things, these were 70, uh, one or two of them were 80-year-old women describing when in 1940-something, you know, or, you know, 1930-something, what they mm. had did, you know, because there was wow. nothing available and almost dying as a result of it. Um, so I think, I think it, 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 you know, we're a lot of us are already in a bad economic state, if you want to go back to that. Some of us really are. Exactly. I think COVID has made it exactly. worse. We're just now getting back on our feet. But I just, I just, see a lot of trouble. I see a lot of things that um, the people that made this decision overall did not see as far as the, um, and I'm sorry, I'm trying to get the word. Um, they didn't have a, a part B or a part C or a part D component to what will be the next steps. You know, exactly. I think it was one overall personal feeling. And whatever mm. side that, you know, whatever side people are on, I don't argue that with anybody um, mm-hmm. because sometimes it's pointless, <laughs> you know. But I right, just see right. what is the bigger overall picture? You know, what is the overall picture af- after? Um, right. You mentioned the mayor of New York, if I'm not mistaken. 
said that, you know, yes. that with that decision was made in his younger years, um, that that, I would say, changed the trajectory of his life. Not saying mm-hmm. that he would have had a good life or a bad life if the decision was made or wasn't made. I understand that. Right. But it's a right. chance. It's a chance and it's an opportunity, and it has a lot of um, different circumstances based around that. One size does not fit all. Exactly. I would say that. One situation exactly. does not fit every situation. Um, and I just think we need to probably be more educated. I think we need to um, make sure we have a certain level of rights and stuff. It's just very, It's a very touchy subject. Very touchy. Yes, it is. Very it really is. subject. Um, mm-hmm. And you got to almost be careful who you have the, the discussion with. Because whatever yes. the situation, you know, whatever their, their side that's picked, you know, is for a reason. And they're very emotional yes. and passionate about it. So, exactly. I mean, that's just, you know, I, I wanted to say those things um, again because <laughs> it's always been on my mind since the decision. And it's, um, we got a lot to work on. Have a whole lot to do. Yes, we do. Yes, Mm -hmm. we do. We have a lot to do. We have a lot to do, and and there's so many different ways, as you said, that it could go, um, that it is going. It because it's um, that's the bottom line. You know, again, as you said, what's the alternative? What's the what's the plan? Um, Sometimes you know when new things happen as ugly as it is, or, you know, people have a lot of, they have their own, as you said, their own opinion. Um, at the end of the day, a technically opinion is not going to do much of anything. At the end of the day, it's about what what will change your life. As, as uh, our opulent one just shared, how it changed our mayor's life. And I applaud him for even speaking about it. You know what I mean? Because, um, you, again, you have all these pro-lifers and you have all these anti-whatever. Some people are anti-everything, anti-every and anti-anything. However, that's not what it's about. It's about what will change your life, what will help you to become um, a better person. Um, not to say that that's the answer to, to anything or everything. We're just talking about, you know, just, just how things happen. It happens It happens to it happens in churches. It happens in in different um, people's families. It happens. The thing is, what do you do about it? What can be done about it? What can be done about it before it happens? What can be done about it in the event it happens? Um, there's always intervention and prevention early, you know, in the early uh, uh Days of a person's life. We're not talking about the, the situation. We're talking about the person's life, the mindset, changing the mindset. I mean, because in like like our Shannon said, it doesn't. This doesn't apply to all people of color because you know um, people are making better decisions. I believe they are. Hopefully during uh, post COVID. Um, but what about people who haven't had the, the mindset or the opportunity to understand that they need to. Um, be engaged in, in generational wealth that they they didn't have the opportunity to to engage in generational wealth. They don't have seven streams of income. They never even thought thought about budgeting. They even thought about what creates um, what are the means to success. They never thought about those things. They weren't taught those things. That those are the people that would uh, that would suffer most. Um, and again, this is a general statement folks. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, it doesn't mean that things can't change at the same time. Minister Felicia, what say ye? Felicia? All right. I see her waving her hand. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Felicia? All right, Felicia? Oh, what do you say about this about this issue? All right, she'll be she'll be on in a minute. She'll be on in a minute. She's probably just uh taking a little break there at the scene. Um she's going to be I see her waving a hand and at the same time mm-hmm. she'll be in to be back in in a few minutes. Um as mentioned earlier, on the how it affects 
our – let me just go. Actually, I'm going to share an article with you guys, or I'm going to post it. Actually, it's on our Twitter page. So, folks, you can go to Twitter at ProfTTKLS2, log on to Twitter, and you will see a, you will see an article. And let me just read a little bit to you uh, of this article, right? Don't mind if I read to you a little bit tonight. <laughs> All right? Uh, because, you know, we, we, we're still not just celebrating I mean, I, I hear some people saying, Professor, what are you talking about? There's nothing to celebrate. But we're talking about how this ties into Juneteenth um, because it affects, it has a huge impact on our male partners, and it has a huge impact economically. It has a huge impact on our economy. Now, this article uh, talks about, uh, this is a NPR.org. Reproductive rights in America. The end of Roe versus Wade has huge economic implications for male partners. This is dated June 27, uh, 1922, written by Juliana Kim. All right. So, you know, it says there is a mounting body of evidence on how having or being denied uh, services, and it made, it, including impacts on their mental health and finances. So those two things right there. And um, our opulent one just spoke about it, just said the economic impact. Mental, talking about our, our, their mental health and finances of people of color. Now, that, that goes for the male counterparts and our females um, because everybody may not have had the opportunity to really sort things out in their lives. So now you're talking about money. And you talk about health, the impact that it's going to have on on their, their finances and money. And it's, it would really be very naive of many of us not to really understand the impact that it has on women as well as men. Um, the study shows uh, that the impact it has on men, uh, you guys can go online and read the study, that one in five men, to make that one in five men have impregnated somebody under these conditions. Um, not to say that it, this is not a support thing. We're talking about the implications of where it's going, how it's also linked to sustainability. You know, you, people are already suffering um, food deserts in their community. They're suffering transportation deserts in their community. They're suffering um, housing deserts in their community. Now, with this type of thing, there has to be other things set to um, for people to rethink their situation, for people to, to safely and and make sound decisions. Um, Minister Felicia talked about that earlier, to be able to make sound decisions, wisdom. Minister Felicia, are you there? All right. Uh, she'll be, I see her waving her hand. I just don't mm -hmm. hear her at this moment, but she'll be in, and uh, we're going to hear from her in a moment. And at the same time, so what do you say to um, Occupant One? You know, it's mm -hmm. not just um, because it's, it's pretty, it's, this is pretty radical. This is very radical. Um, yeah. And, and how people will live in other sort. And there's so many myths connected to this thing and reproductive rights and um, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's a lot. It's really a lot. It's, it's not enough to just say, okay, to, to say something, but what is the overall? How do you think people will, will be able to, um, to, to get through over the next, I just say this year, because here it is, Juneteenth. How do you think it would mm -hmm. affect people's aspect of freedom? Do you think people really understand the purpose of Juneteenth? Do you think it might affect, the decision might affect um, people of color and their ability to really, uh, you know, move forward and, and, their, and, and understand their, that they are free to live, but, you know, they just have to do things differently? How do you think it makes an impact on Juneteenth? You know, because which should be a, a thing for us mm -hmm. to, to really 
know where we come from and know where we're going because Juneteenth is teaching us not just where we came from but the impact of what happened to us in history and yes. how we changed history. How do you think this would have uh, an impact on how people live uh, financially and socially? We're talking about the so- what do you think the social impact of this decision mm-hmm. will be among people of color? The the uh, well, you know, I really feel like the the social impact. You know, Juneteenth is just now uh, something fairly new, um, and right. then I know not too long ago it became a federal holiday. So mm-hmm. we are slowly making strides to be recognized for the people that we are and what has happened to our people. You know, because mm-hmm. we're learning something. We're learning something all the time. I don't think that this particular decision that we previously discussed is really helping us feel like Mm -hmm. we are as free as we think we are or as we should be. I think it almost makes it a little tiny bit worse because now, you know, for so long, so much has been going on, you know, um, look look at the past few years or more. You know, with, you know, police brutality and there's a lot of fair injustices that we have always experienced that are coming now to light. And I just want to want to mention this, too. You know, in my city, they're really trying to make strides to recognize, like, the contributions and the things that have happened to African Americans. And they have something at City Hall once a year to commemorate um, a gentleman that was um, wrongly prosecuted and was, you know, murdered. Um, and that was like an 18-something, you know, 1800, um, to really let people know who he was, not only as being, um, trying to find the right word, not only uh, mm-hmm. being um, incarcerated and, you know, being treated unfairly, but on top of that being an African-American Alexandrian. You know, a person from okay. Alexandria, so a resident, so one of mm-hmm. us, you know, as far as a, a city resident. Um, you know, with that being said, you know, we're, like I said, we're slowly getting a certain amount of acknowledgement, but we're not feeling, I don't think people feel completely free um, either. Mm. You know, we're slowly getting there. We're slowly making strides. We're slowly, you know, being acknowledged and being seen. But we've, I think a lot of us, and I've just heard people talk, we don't feel like we're seen. You know, we don't feel mm-hmm. like we are, uh, 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 you know, comparable to the count, our counterparts or being, you know, it, it was, it's always going to kind of be there to me, you know. Um, right. There were, just, there were just certain things that, you know, I, I just remember um, having to do to make sure I was safe when I, even when I was young. This is before Trayvon Martin and all that, you know. Because I was a person of color, <laughs> you know, wow. period. Don't do that because wow. you're a person. Wow. You know, basically in the, in the gist of, you know, appropriately, you know, uh, 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 conveying that to me, you know, you can't say but so much to a, a kid. <laughs> but right. that's really what it was, you know, making sure that you were safe. Um, mm. And I guess in comparison to, to, to Juneteenth, and I feel like I'm kind of saying the same thing over and over again. It just really sticks in my head. We don't feel 100% yet that we're there. Um, wow. So I, I just think it makes people feel a little bit more uncomfortable. Not only is this going to happen, um, you know, the decision that was made is going to happen to just women in general, but, you know, it it negatively impacts us. So right. you got another exactly. notch on the, you know, if that makes sense. It, it has another notch on there to say, oh, here goes something else. You know, yes. we're not going to be, yes. you know, get the rec- not recognition, but we're not going to, you know, uh, you know, get fair treatment in. And that's the sad part. Exactly. But I think we need to hold on yeah. to what Juneteenth is. I think we need to transform what Juneteenth is. We know the purpose of it. We know what happened. But we need to really make it a true celebration of unity for us. And ways to, you know, just figure out how we can strengthen each other and how we can build again and how we can do all type of things just to make us the best us. Um, exactly. And we need to hold on to that as a, June, a Juneteenth. I, I rarely, 
I really don't like always bringing up the bad things that happen. You know, we mm-hmm. are, um, you know, a group of great people, and, and we've always discussed that. We we have have, have went down to mathematics, to science, and everything else, teaching and doing all types of things. So even getting the word out even more about what exactly. our contributions are or what we have done. And I, I'll say this, and I land my plane, you know, I didn't know it's a lot okay. of things until I got older. Until I got older, what we exactly. invented and, you know, what, what we did and all that stuff by reading. Because, again, and Felicia can vouch for this, and maybe you as well, you know, being a professor, that your your extent of who we are as a people and, and you know, the people that were in the, uh, not limelight, but were in the, you know, media and everything, and that were big leaders for us, you know, Martin Luther King, Megger Evers. I didn't know anything yes. about Megger Evers until I saw a movie. Well into wow. my 20s. <laughs> you know, I didn't know wow. who I was. And the fact that he was wow. buried right over here at National Cemetery, uh, Arlington, I'm not National Cemetery, Arlington Cemetery, which is a, a short train ride from my home, is, wow. is a resting Amazing. place. Right, right near Kennedy. So that, I think that's wow. where we're at. That's the, that's the, the, long, the long answer um, to how I, I see things. It's okay. It, it wasn't a long answer at, at all. It was thorough. You understand? Because um, you're mm-hmm. able to not just talk about it, but you're able to reflect on, actually, you share the reflection on how you grew up with knowledge, yeah. you understand, and how you didn't really become aware of these things and how it affected you until you became an adult. You understand? Yes. So it's good. Yes. It's good, you know, because you would think it would be a given because it's black history. You know, but it's not. Yeah. It's not because very, of... Very limited. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Very limited. And I believe that it, it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Martin Luther it King, happened. Rosa Parks, maybe. Um, you did not learn about all those other people. You learned about Garrett uh, Garrett Morgan, um, Dr., uh, I think, Drew. I can't always mess the name of Drew Anderson. But anyway, he did the blood uh, plasma and did the blood transfusions, yes. you know, invented mm-hmm. that process. I, yes. You know, that we didn't know about those things, you know, exactly. but the knowledge I seek out and then the knowledge that I passed on to my children to say, hey, we're more than what you see bad on TV and media and in some movies. Exactly. We make great contributions, but a lot of those contributions were overshadowed because, you know, we weren't the right color in a nutshell exactly significant contribution yeah significant contributions everyday things everyday things you take for granted we were a part of exactly and i don't know if it's because of some in some cases maybe lack of understanding or of, of paperwork and those type of things or not even being considered or looked at because you know we were people of color you know it was mm-hmm. given to our counterparts they filed it. You know, they filed with, you know, with a, a patent for it. But it was us. We, we, I just really exactly. feel like we have to really make that. We need to screen that from the, the highest mountain. Juneteenth is a perfect time. We need to have more than um, Black History Month is Black History Year. It's not delegated, delegated to a month. You know? That's true. You can't give That's away true. that much information in a month. True. You know, you would be True. shocked. You know, I yeah, mean, it, it's, you, it's a lot more to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you told it's about some things too, living, living a life, a lifestyle. Yes, mm-hmm. living a life. Absolutely, it's, it's yeah. about lifestyle. Yes, um, because you just don't wake up. Um, you were born. You were born black. You were born as a person of color. You understand? Yeah. And it, it's this is not a lifestyle. Being black is no. not a lifestyle. Being a person of color is not a lifestyle. Yeah. That's who you are. Um, and you should, all people should be created, um, should be treated equally. They should be treated yeah. with respect. And, um, yeah. and this is in respect to, um, like, how this will change the trajectory on how people are going to yeah. live 
and make better and best decisions for the betterment of themselves and for the betterment of their community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe, and since the article even shows that it will affect our, uh, uh, affect the economy, the affect the economic yes. status and the, and the, uh, and the social status of people, you know, then it's time to rethink. It's time to really sit up and take notice. Okay. Um, how, what, what's going to happen? You know, what can happen? Um, mm-hmm. you know, it, you, 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 you could talk about this like, um, till, till like, I don't know, but it's just what else can be done? How, and what are some of the things that people need to be aware of and to help mm-hmm. and how to just maybe just listen, maybe just be helpful. Just listen, um, for a time mm-hmm. and maybe just be helpful to just observe for a time. And then take a stance or then take um, a position on it and be respected in that position. Um, Because even in, I'm going to say this, and I know I'm going to get some, some, some little, whatever, (laughs) some little uh, side eyes and swipe to the left and and everything (laughs) like that, but that's okay. You understand? Um, When you, you, there's so many instances that, have been uh, spoken of in, from the Bible, from the Bible perspective, because it mm-hmm. is, um, it, it has a lot of histo- historical factors. And at the same time, it does show examples of behavior and people, how people made decisions. Technically, I'm just going to put it plain and, and, and true. It does show how yeah. people had, how people made decisions and God in his mercy showed them how to change. He showed them how to take a different direction. Maybe the outcome wasn't wonderful all the time. At the same time, they had to make a decision for themselves and for the nation, even leaders who had to make decisions for the nation. Even Moses, he had to make decisions for, for the nation. He had a whole nation of people. He grew up in a household and in a kingdom. He grew up in a, in a, a place where he was taught to be an Egyptian, but he was a Hebrew. Yes. He was born as a Hebrew, but he came up, he was reared as an Egyptian, well-educated, um, wealthy, and everything with it, everything that comes with wealth, mm-hmm. privilege, and everything that came with it. But God changed his yes. destination. God changed his position in life so that he could teach people on how to deal with their upcoming life, how to deal with themselves as a Hebrew, because they suffered so many things. They suffered not just slavery, oh, yeah. but who they, they suffered later on in, in, in life, even during um, when Jesus was born, when Christ was born. I mean, they were annihilating all the male children. They were, they oh, were yeah. making sure that there was no generation of, of Hebrew children, male children to come. So you, you have mm-hmm. to, things have to be mm-hmm. sorted out from different perspectives because it is, like you said, it's very delicate. It's a very touchy um, subject, but it does apply to life. It does apply to the life of America, the lives over um, from one country to Mm -hmm. another. How is America going to handle it? How are families going to handle it? So, this is the Think Life Show 2 coming to you live with none other than yours truly, the Professor Williams, and our oh, so our hot spots, our opulent Shannon Grace Chappelle, and our minister, Felicia Scott. And we are going to take a break, and we are, we are going to be right back after this message. In this quarantine time of excitement, in this extreme pause that the country is on, we are also here to uplift you with a blessed e-book that will not only bless you, but lift you to where you would like to be. It's called God's Mind Over Our Matters. Run and don't walk. Anxiety is messing us up, but we are here to help you get through it, get to it, get with it. Do better until you do best. 
with God's mind over our matters at Google, at Google Books, KoboBooks.com, the Google Store. Also at Barnes and Noble. Go online. Ready, willing, and able. If you are ready, willing, and able, it will help you to be stable. Rest up. You will get through it. All right. We are back. And this is Think Like So Too coming to you live with, with none other than the Professor Williams and our hot spots of the show, our Minister Felicia, Minister Felicia Scott and our opulent Shannon Grace Appel. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. We love you like no other as God does. Don't forget it. Listen. As you journey through with us, go over to the Think Life Show 2 page at Facebook at TTKLS2 and drop us, uh, just drop some lines there. Drop a little freedom chat there about Roe versus Wade. Also drop us some, uh, share with us, shine and share with us on how you think the economy will be affected by this decision. Also what you think will uh, affect the, if it will, if anything, affect people of color, the decision, will it affect people of color and how. Don't be afraid to leave your comments. Again, don't be mean, keep it clean. Also visit us at ProstTCKLS2 at Twitter and also check your mind at Instagram, C-H-E-C-K-Y-A-M-I-N. Check your mind. That's our tag at Instagram. And listen, you know, this is um, a heavy situation, and we have to be able to get through it. Um, But at the same time, I won't say but. I want to use that conjunction. At the same time, listen. We must listen carefully and take heart. And then we'll be able to make a decision. I see our Minister Felicia Scott raising her hand in the house tonight. All right, let's see, Felicia. Good evening. All right, there she is. All right, what's your take on our on the financial status, the impact, the socioeconomic impact of our uh, on our men's health? On um, on women's health on Juneteenth and and the, not just the history on the how we can how, how we are moving forward if anything what's your take on this? Well, socially economically, we all know that pretty much we're in a recession, even though it's not really being magnified or looked at like that. So people just have to just basically um, be wise. You know, that save it up for a rainy day is not just a cliche. It's something that we must do. So you have to just, you know, check your spending habits, um, prepare. Like, it's a food shortage. If they will allow you to get more canned foods, you might not like canned foods, Okay. Get a colander and rinse off the brine and keep it moving. Season it, keep it moving. That's something to think about. Throwing up your canned goods, exactly. getting more water, more batteries, more flashlights, your candles, your matches, um, first aid kits, you know. Not that I'm a fan for people having their own ammunition, but if that's, if that's what floats your boat and you don't subscribe to the Second Amendment, I'm not mad at you. Um, and you do what you need to do. And as far as, like, health is concerned, even have the good, you know, you can have a great health plan, but you still have to do pre- preventive health. Take those preventive health measures, you know, like, you know, exercising, changing your eating habits, changing your lifestyle so you can be, you know, you can be healthy overall mentally, physically, and spiritually. Exactly. And emotionally. And with this decision, and, so, and this decision, how might be, well, we don't know, like, what the outcome will be. And at the same time, we need to be prepared in some way. There should be some type of preparedness um, for, the, for what might just happen because people are very irate 
And sometimes, you know, and at the same time, we have to remain, we should remain in the calm. We should remain as calm and collective as possible, as we possibly can be. And, and since the studies show that our male counterparts are affected by this decision just as much because um, even in the decision, uh, the, the, the statement was made, it comes, when it comes to reproductive rights, we hear a lot about the woman's body, her choice, and the male said they'll support her no matter what. But a passive, but that's a passive support, this person said. Uh, and to, to me, what men need is to be risking their own comfort of having to grapple with an issue that women are forced to do biologically. This is what a male, this is the, from, coming from the male perspective. So what might be the, the small advice, what might be, should I say, the advice that you might share with our men of color? Um, and might you think they, do you think they would really be most affected by this decision and what might they need to, to be aware of? I mean, first of all, it's, it's responsibility. Take responsibility mm-hmm. You know, accountability. Yes, I know. Feel good feels better without being wrapped up. We understand that. But you can't just go on being willy-nilly making all these kids out here when you can't afford them. Mm-hmm. So they have to be accountable mm-hmm. as well. You know, have exactly. those conversations. In an event, if you get pregnant, what will we do? Mm-hmm. What? How do you feel about you know, alternative decisions, mm-hmm. you know, do collectively come together and say, you know what, I don't agree with those particular decisions. So if I have to get two or three jobs to make sure the child that I cre- helps to create is taken care of, then that's what I need to do. It's about uh, mm-hmm. providing accountability on both behalves. It's easy to just say, you know what, Women do this, but it takes two to tango. I mean, we know science exactly. you can get in vitro and pretty much, you know, you put the sperm to the egg with these these um, lovely procedures. We get that. But for those that don't subscribe to those procedures and do things naturally, it just you just have to um, be prepared. Like, it may be the point where you're offering more free birth control, um, parenting classes, Things like that, like the community really taking control and saying we did, we we subscribe to the Ten Commandments, Thou should I kill, and on our mm-hmm. watch, this is immoral. This is how mm-hmm. we feel. So this is how we're going to prevent this happening. No, we don't okay. agree with certain things before marriage. However, this is what we're going to do to prevent certain things. And mm-hmm. those, just having those those real chats, those real All right. chats. Like, you know what? Real chat, absolutely. Real chat. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you're going to want to do this because it's natural. However, let's practice some self-control. Let's do some certain mm-hmm. things. Just make sure these things are in place. Um, exactly. People who, you know, like the pr- practitioners, you know, you used to have some doctors, the same way you have pro bono, well, you know, legal. Then have a lot of yeah. free clinics that not just, just give you a sugar cube and, and pat you on the head. I know that sounds a little mm-hmm. bit far-fetched, but you know. Mm-hmm. But really give you the health care that you need, you know. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at it. It's a two-way exactly. street. Exactly. Yes. Yes. It is uh, many, many roads to to this thing, you know, many exits, many roads many paths to this, um, to this issue. And at the same time, responsibility, accountability is really key to anything that we uh, are engaged in in life. Two things, simple, it can be, it, it, it doesn't have to become as complicated. It becomes complicated when we don't have enough support or based upon the situation, based upon the, the, the circumstance, it can be extremely complicated. Um, we... We are not in anyone's shoes who has who is experiencing those complications, and at the same time, I just believe, as our minister Felicia Scott said, you know, intervention and prevention is key. 
It may not happen that way all the time. It may not happen in that order all the time. It just needs to happen somewhere in time within your situation, within your circumstance. All hope is not lost, and hope always comes with great signs. So with that being said, family, listen, take your time to thoroughly listen to these to the issues um, because people are going to need a lot of support. People are going to need a lot of help to think, to rethink their situation, to, to follow up. And even the scripture says, righteousness exalts a nation and sin is a reproach to any people. So this is not a, a, a judgmental thing. We're talking about what righteousness exalts, what righteousness Righteousness is just pure, doing things the right way at the right time. That's, what, that's exactly what it is. And God has gifted us to do those things, whether people agree with your decision or not. And I can't forget something my, my mom shared with me earlier in, in life. She said, whatever decision that you make, she said, God will honor you for that. She said, regardless of what people think and regardless of what um, you know, anybody thinks, she says, God himself will honor you for that. And she mm-hmm. said, it, it wasn't, it doesn't nine times out of ten, she said, it just didn't have to be something that you did wrong. Because many things that happen to us in our life, it's nothing wrong with us. It's the situation that, that wronged us. It's the situation that was wrong for us to be in. It doesn't mean there was something, you know, bananas about us. But the the instant, the, the circumstance was just wrong, and it just turned our lives upside down. But it doesn't mean that you can't get through. And always remember, too, family, that you are who you are because God made you that way. You are, it's not what you are, it's who you are. It's who you are with God that has the most meaning ever in life. And he will show you exactly who you are. You don't worry about what you are. God will teach you how to be who you are because that's what matters. A good name is better than, I don't know, than anything. A good name leads to assets. It leads to being able to live a good life. And sometimes things happen to us. It, it, it happens to us. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It doesn't make you a bad person. It's the situation that wasn't good for you to be in at that particular time of your life. So as you go on, you grow and you develop, and you learn how to nurture what is good in your life, and you learn how to do away with those with, with things that are not good for you, things that are bad for you, uh, anticipated negative thoughts, which are ants, you know, the acronym for ants, anticipated negative thoughts, painkillers. Uh, pain bodies, rather, people who bring the pain in your life, you'll learn. You will learn how to make decisions that help you to be the best you and shine and share as the best you for the betterment of you and your community, your local and global community, because this is what we were made to do. And listen, we are not finished with this subject. We are not finished with this subject um, at all. We are going to pick up on this subject because this is still Juneteenth, as our um, our Felicia said, our Minister Felicia Scott said, and our uh, opulent Shannon Grace Chappelle said. We are still embracing and we're still learning what freedom is, you know. So you know, family, don't be too hard on yourself on the as- about the aspects of freedom because we're still learning about it. We're still actually interpreting what freedom really means. Um, we're still actually learning what Dr. Martin Luther King's speech is about he, um, when he said, let freedom ring. You know, we're still learning, right, Layton? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, we weren't born, many of us weren't even born in that era. Um, we have our, uh, we have our uh, Generation Z, our Zilliniums, who were like dead smack in the middle of Generation Z, and... We have our X generation. We have all types of generations, baby boomers, who are who still, we're still trying to figure out this freedom thing and how to, you know, what it personifies. So mm-hmm. 
you know, we, we, we can't be too hard on ourselves, and at the same time, we have to be, just be more aware. And sometimes awareness could be very frightening. Awareness could look yes. like Dorian Gray. You guys are um, familiar with, Dor- with the Dorian Gray concept? You know, Dorian Gray, the story of Dorian Gray? Um, he lived, uh, he lived uh, 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 what he believed to be a free life. And but every day, um, somebody painted his picture. A picture was painted of a, the artist painted his picture, and his lifestyle started panning out, started playing out, being displayed in the picture. And uh, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes people feel that way that they paint this picture, that their lifestyle paints a picture, and that's the same. It does. It, it depends on the circumstance, but at the same time, it doesn't mean that your painting can't change. You are the artist. God is the one who, you are the canvas, should I say, and God is the artist. We are just the co, the co-partners of this thing, of life. So let God come in and talk with you, show you the things that you need to change about your life. It's okay. It's okay if it looks ugly. It's okay if things look ugly. Things look pretty, pretty ugly, and sometimes it looks freedomless. I don't even know if that's a word, ladies, in the lexicon. <laughs> freedomless. It can be. You know? <laughs> It can be, all right. So, yeah. If sometimes it, it feels freedomless, if there's any such thing. Yes. It just feels freedomless. The pain of it feels freedomless. Like, what can we do as a people, as a people of color, as black people, as women? What can we do to create, to take a stance on freedom that, that helps us to sustain, helps us, helps us to be that best me, the best you with others? It helps us to, to show and, and, and display the neighborly concept. You know, what can we do? Well, we're going to find out. We are finding out what freedom yeah. really means and what it really, you know, what it stands for. And that's going to be our next show. What freedom, you know, we're going to keep talking about this until we get, to, until we get answers. You know, this, the, T, the TPKLS2 is not just about a show. You know, we're looking for a resolve. We are looking yeah. for a resolve to these things, and this is why we talk about it. And, ladies, you know, I, I, we often say this, having more conversations, as Minister Felicia Scott ministered to us, we've got to have more conversations. And and it was, and thank you, too, um, Shannon, for sharing with us, you know, mm-hmm. your experience as you grew older, the connection you had with, Black history, you didn't really experience yeah. it until you grew older. That's a good thing because then you probably yeah. was ready. Yeah, you know, you was ready for the for the reality of it because the reality of it could really be, oh my God, it could be something. The reality of the things that humankind goes through, and but you were ready for it, and then you were ready to share it mm-hmm. and do something. You know, ready to get in there and and do something with it. Right, so that's yes. that's the good news. All right, so we asked our minister Felicia Scott to take us out in prayer, and we'll pick up on this on next week. Go right ahead, Father God. We just thank you for the opportunity to join in again one more time on this radio platform to share the good news regarding Roe versus Wade regarding how we feel about it, men's health, mental health, and Juneteenth, just making us more aware, of our, more aware of our history and our free will. With our free will, you create a system of control that's detrimental to all. And, Father God, we just hope that everybody has learned something from just listening. And maybe next time they'll contribute by chiming in and saying something so let's know what they feel about, how they feel about freedom, Juneteenth, Roe versus Wade, and all other social ills that are affecting us at this very time, surrounding recession uh, and everything else. And we just thank you and we praise you and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Until next time, amen. Amen. Amen and amen. And so it is. And listen, stay in the service of creating more freedom in your life. Don't worry about this, that, and the other, just be concerned on how you address freedom in your life because what you do for freedom's sake will also affect others. We love you like no other, as God does. 
We'll see you next week. Peace, love, and joy.